Oh, hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, and we're going to kick off this hour with a very special guest who also, by the way, among many other awards he's just picked up, he's also declared officially today the Diver of the Week, brought to you by the Shearwater Peregrine Embark on Your Adventure Embark, embark on your adventure? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. And, uh, but, but anyway, it's Wyland, world-famous marine artist, and he's on Scuba Radio. How you doing, Wyland? What's going on, buddy? Greg, sorry I missed you at uh, Beneath the Sea, but it was a great show and uh, saw a lot of good friends and very happy to have uh, Beneath the Sea back at the... Uh, you know, at the uh, dive show there at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Right. Good people there. Yeah. Yeah, It was a great one. Yeah. uh, You know, despite that, I was there too. And, uh, but yeah, Wyland was there and I I knew he was there. Actually, the week before, uh, my wife and daughter were over in Sarasota and they popped in the Wyland gallery and lo and behold, they saw Wyland and took a picture and sent it to me and said, hey, guess who we ran into? And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Small Small world world indeed. Yeah, he yeah. has has a pretty cool little uh, gallery there in St. Armand's Circle in Sarasota. If you're ever in that neck of the woods, go pop in and yeah. admire all the cool artwork they have on display. But, but yeah, you know we, uh, you know Wyland and you know we go way back. It's it's been way too long since we've had you on Scuba Radio. And you know I, I have a tendency to see him at the Dima Show maybe or Beneath the Sea. And we had that gap at Beneath the Sea for three years. So it'd been a while since uh, I'd seen Wyland, and I knew he was wandering the aisle. Uh, there at the show, but lo and behold, I missed yeah. him, and uh, yeah. or he you avoided me at all costs. It could have been a little bit of that too, right, Wyland? No, you think? Greg, you're a good guy <laughs> and fellow diver. We don't avoid each other. It's just you know when COVID hit, it was so sad that uh, beneath the sea, and then of course, Zig and Joanne passed away, and that's so sad. And yeah. I wanted to be there for him and honor them. Um, I received that Legend of the Sea award right uh, this. I actually got it two years ago. Oh, I said, so asked me to bring okay. it with me. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. So oh, I didn't that. know that. I knew you were uh, getting the award, but I didn't realize it had actually been awarded to you a couple of years ago. But so you had to bring it up to Secaucus, so you yeah, could, it uh, was, it, yeah, it had get broke. It. So I had to use some gorilla glue on the thing. So I had to bring it up there <laughs> and uh, had them uh, present it. Uh, Dan Orr presented it. He actually presented my first uh, introduction and uh, um, induction into the uh, Scuba Diving Hall of Fame. I got the Nogi Award in uh, 1998, which was the 
international year of the ocean. So, yeah. uh, you know, the, the diving community, as you know, I mean, it's a real Ohana. It's a real family and a lot of super sweet people. Unfortunately, uh, we lost some real icons. Ernie Brooks, my favorite uh, favorite guy, favorite dive buddy of all time. He was my roommate when we dove, uh, you know, in Antarctica for six weeks. And then, wow. you know, yeah. he called me a year later. He said, hey, we're going to the Arctic, the same group. Will you be my roommate? I go, what? You? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's a pretty good life to be Wyland, uh, the world famous Marine artist. I mean, you know, you, he's the guy, by the way, if, if you've been living under a rock, he has like a hundred whaling walls all around the 102. world. 102, 102 now. Oh, well, there you go. Finished a brand new one, actually two, one at the uh, Smithsonian's National Zoo uh, a week and a half ago. And then I went right in and painted a really big one that I had painted 30 years ago in uh, New London, Connecticut. Right. So, like, I saw nice the press way. release on that. Yeah, that was uh, that had to be pretty cool to go back and like uh, do a refurbishment, so to speak. Or, I mean, is it like a... Is it almost uh, it was, uh, no, it, just like going over, doing you know, it over, or what? Yeah, but, you know, I don't like to repeat myself, so I painted sperm whales life-size, um, and there's a 70-foot bull sperm whale battling a giant squid. So when the mayor dedicated the wall and gave me the key to the city of New London, Connecticut, the whale city, by the way, he... Uh, I asked him if he would name this area Squid Row because there's a giant squid, so they're going to make it official. Nice. See, you know, yeah, Wyland has a little bit of pool. You know what I'm saying? He can get this kind of stuff done. Uh, but obviously, right. he's a super nice guy. And it's all about, you know, drawing attention to, uh, you know, marine conservation efforts, uh, efforts uh, protecting the ocean. I mean, you know, it, you know, he's a great artist on top of everything else. But he is obviously extremely passionate about, uh, you know, uh, the stuff he draws or, or I mean, paints, I guess. And, uh, yeah. you know, and it's well, good to I see that you're, you're getting uh, recognized for it. Matter of fact, that was the Beneath the Sea uh, Award. There's one of the awards that you actually designed. Is it that one or is it another one? Which one is it? Yeah, I did the, uh, the Nogi Award. The I did Nogi, another right. version of it. And I also did the one for the Historic uh, Diving Society uh, for Leslie uh, and that Hans Haas Award. So that was, that was one of mine. Yeah, I try to, you know, support you know, whatever, you know, conservation I can in the dive community, because, you know, it's given me so much as an artist, you know, being able to dive all over the world and be able to see my subjects, you know, in their, in their natural world has really elevated my art and allows me to, to paint and sculpt and write and do what I need to do as an artist. So I, you know, I really feel like it's important for me to try to support that community. And I, I, I encourage everybody to do that. Hey, right now, too, if you guys are all listening, yeah. uh, simply take uh, three, two or three minutes and go to uh, mywaterpledge.com, mywaterpledge.com. We're, we're celebrating Earth Month, the Wyland Foundation, and all our conservation partners encouraging people to be water-wise. So um, anyway, it's a, it's a great program. Billions of water pledges every year, and um, it's called the Wyland National Mayor's Challenge for Water Conservation. But it's a real cool one. It only takes a minute. If you guys are listening, mywaterpledge.com, it goes through the month of April. Love it. And, and you're down in the Keys right now uh, being I inspired? Am. Is that, yeah, is you that dragged me out of the water, but uh, yeah. 
anyway, I'm good, and uh, I'm diving tomorrow. And you know, I dive with anybody that wants to dive, pretty much. Whoever lets me on their boat. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, so you might just diving. pop on a on a boat down there in like what uh, Isla Mar- Isla Marada, Key, La- Key Largo, I Upper can't Keys. Tell you, I'd have to. I can't. Well, I was going to say, you know, Wyland might just pop up on your dive boat when you had uh, chartered a trip. There you go, as he's uh, hanging out there right now. All right, good. Well, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wyland, it's uh, always a pleasure, and uh, congrats on the award once again. And Thank you, sir. Uh, you know, it's good to uh, you know, good to catch up after so many years. We just celebrated our 26th year on uh, on the air, and we're still kicking. And and you're still spreading the word about marine conservation. It's a good match, my friend. Well, you're still talking to guys like me, and uh, we're going to keep talking and, and taking actions to ensure that we protect what we love. So thank you so much, Greg. There you go. All right. Uh, Wyland, the marine artist. How about that? That's kind of cool, isn't it? Very it's always cool. good to catch up with uh, our buddy there. You know, And like I said, we I've known him for years. And, you know, when people he, – he's one of those name dropper people I can throw out there every now and then to people that are not in the dive industry and because they'll have a wyland on their wall like oh yeah i know them uh i know him they're like sure you do yeah exactly it's like and and like no he goes i don't believe it you were in sharknado how would you possibly know someone like wyland no i do i know him i know him they should have got him to uh paint the movie poster oh good you know what um he's probably above that yeah i'm not obviously but uh but yeah 10 bucks is 10 bucks Okay. Yeah, we hit it off years ago. I tried to talk him into painting the side of my house, but he didn't he didn't uh, take me up on that uh, offer. But uh, still you know, still takes my calls. Pass around that. How about that? All right, more coming up. Stay close to the world's first radio show devoted to dive. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Terek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explorer Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explorer Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explorer Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explorer Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explorer Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had it just doesn't get any better save st kitts turks and caicos the galapagos maldives indonesia humpback whales and the silver banks new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time call one of their talented travel consultants to find the explorer ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you 1-800-322-3577 that's 1-800-322-3577 or visit explorerventures.com that's explorerventures.com Scuba action star Mike Scott is back in a new audiobook, Cayman Cowboys, Reefs Under Pressure. From author Eric Douglas comes the one that started it all. Listen as Mike deals with submarines, kidnapping, betrayal, and more. He didn't even have fins or a mask to let him see in the water. 
he was going to be slow and blind. If it weren't for the float, he knew there would be no way he would ever make it to the surface. Download Cayman Cowboys or Oil and Water, Return to Cayman, Turks and Chaos, and Lionfish at Amazon, booksbyeric.com, and audible.com. <laughs> Surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Hi, my name is Lisette, and I will be your bartender at Titsiko Bar in Seba. Come on and see me. But until then, keep listening to Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. And now, here is a one a man, Ray, the dive master. Hey, yeah, yeah. You only took three drinks and two tequila shots. That's me. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. CJ's in the studio with me. And we got Scuba Radio, Scuba Squad, made up of Mark the Shark, Jerry the Diver Guy, Vinny Two Tanks. And uh, I got something that I want to throw out to the crew today. Uh, and it's not leftover Easter eel candy. And it may or may not be candy if I were to do that, by the way. However... There's a, a story that I want everyone to kind of think about uh, because I, I, I never heard of somebody getting so narked that it caused their demise. And I guess this happened over in, let's see, it's someplace, I think it was overseas. It wasn't in the, in the States. But a couple guys went diving. They were doing some deep stuff beyond recreational limits. So they were... You know, pushing limits. I want to. I want to say they were like 150 feet uh, down, and uh, there was a few of them, like three or four guys, and um, they think uh, they started going down the descent line and got down to about 150 feet, and one of them kept going. The plan was to go down to 150, 150 or so, and then bounce back to the surface. Now they were probably doing, you know, some kind of trimix or technical type uh, diving or something but but what one of them they feel or they they came back and said that they think the guy uh was narked and uh just did not return because he was you know overly narked and i was like i've never heard of someone getting narked to the point where they would do something like that now we've heard the stories where you know, if you get narc nitrogen narcosis, yeah, you know, it's basically being like super drunk, you know, and you make dumb decisions. You start trying to talk to the fish and offering your octo to a, you know, to an octopus or something. You know, you do do crazy things. But I've never heard anybody getting to the point where they would just, uh, you know, keep going to the bottom and then you know they would never come back. And and I don't know, Vinny, have you ever heard of uh, anything no, but quite that? No, someone. We all know Extreme. somebody who experienced it. Uh, 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 yeah, who? Well, you, you just turned your mic off. Back. I could hear you before, and then you just turned your mic off there, Vinny. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, he just experienced Neil, it. Yeah, Neil. Neil experienced, experienced it. Now. He was, you know, you ask him about his his record record dives that he made. Right. Six people died and tried trying to repeat it. He 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 said he don't know how he made it. I mean, he was out, you know. 
Well, yeah, he, but he, he was at his- he was four hundred and thirty seven feet on air, which is beyond the which is really scope hard of to do. <laughs> even technical diving. That was before we knew better, yeah. right? But uh, he- but 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 as far as somebody actually, you know, getting narked to the point where they made you know a bad decision, like oh, I guess I don't have to come up anymore. Or whatever. I, I I don't know. I you don't hear that happen too too often. What do you I've think, Jerry? Some, uh, I've seen some people get narked pretty bad, and I was on a oh. boat. I was on yeah. a boat one time, and we done a deep dive on a wreck, and the one of the guys that that was on the boat, he got narked out so bad he started taking his clothes off. So wow, well, it, it's I've seen some wicked stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never seen nobody go back down and not come back up. Right. I mean, like you said, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when you compare it to, you know, being intoxicated, for instance, you don't normally, you know, they don't die necessarily of alcohol poisoning. You know what I mean? If if you got so drunk, you do dumb things. It could lead to something. But in this case, it was like he went down and. I guess just decided he didn't need to go come back up and they, you know, they lost him because he was and they, you know, they were so deep. So once you get past recreational limits of like, you know, 120, 140, whatever, uh, you're into technical uh, diving. Yeah. If you're doing any kind of uh, mixed gas type of stuff, well, at, at a certain depth, uh, the oxygen gets toxic. And what, what happens, you know, nitrogen narcosis is one thing. Uh, oxygen toxicity uh, means basically you'll just freeze up. You'll lose control and won't be able to move your appendages or anything. So, I mean, that that could have come into play with this, too. But I don't know. It just seemed kind of extreme. I mean, I've never heard of nitrogen narcosis being that extreme in that sense. But, uh, but you know, I've experienced it before. I mean, you know, they take us down on your deep dive certification to kind of give you a little idea of what it feels like just by going down to 100 feet or so. And then, you know, you do these skills on the surface like, uh, you know, tie a knot, you know, draw a word or something, you know, uh, write on a slate and then take you down 100 feet, try to replicate it in the same amount of time. And and you realize, like, it's taking me a little bit longer to do this. Me am Greg. No, that's you don't talk underwater. No, that's what you wrote right on your slate. Oh, oh, yeah, that I may have said that. And uh, and then you know you disrobe and you go back to the surface. Interesting. If you're on Jerry the Diver Guy's boat, I guess that was a interesting dive. Yeah. <laughs> did Did he have a juicy butt too, Jerry? Uh, no, I just kept going. Uh, they, I looked back up and they the. Our lead dive master went over and grabbed a guy and actually tucked him up about 10 foot. Yeah. And he was holding his shorts and he's sitting there looking at his shorts and looking around at, at other people and he starts putting his clothes back on. So oh, I think well, I would have sucked my tank dry laughing so hard. Actually, you know what? He was probably uh, transforming into Naked Scuba Boy. Oh. Which is <laughs> a uh, superhero. Uh, that we've promoted heavily his on the show. His alter ego. Well, anybody can, you know, pretend, you know, and if you get narked enough, just like, you know, uh, you know, people on the surface want to be Superman or Batman, you know, divers might want to be naked scuba boy. Uh, it is a thing. And uh, I didn't, I haven't heard of anybody going to that extreme uh, to do it. But uh, yeah, I guess 
I mean, uh, Vinny is. Watch uh, out for the fire coral. Whoa, I'm Ooh. telling you what, that's that's kind of like his kryptonite. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, we may have to connect with the dive god uh, and find out. Maybe he can shed some light on this. More he might be any. swimming as we speak. Well, he's in Fort Lauderdale, and he uh, is kind of uh, on an island, uh, from what I understand. He's you know they had all that uh, rain this week, and two feet of rain in like twenty four hours, and it uh, basically created a situation where it surrounded the dive god. But remember, he's the dive god, so it doesn't matter. Water is not a thing for Mr. Neil Watson because he is a scuba diver. He might have he might have pulled out his gear just to be safe. But we'll find out next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explorer Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explorer Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explorer Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explorer Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explorer Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Saba St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks, new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explorer Ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1-800-322-3577. That's 1-800-322-3577. Or visit ExploreVentures.com. That's ExploreVentures.com. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Oh, my father was the keeper of the Eddystone Light. He married a mermaid one fine night. From this union there came three. A porpoise and a porgy and the other was made. Yo, ho, ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for life on the road. That's completely idiotic. One night when I was a trimming of the glim, singing a verse from the evening hymn, a voice from the starboard shouted, Ahoy! And there was mother sitting on a boy. Yo, ho, ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for a life on the rolling sea. That girl will rain destruction down on you and your ship. Then the phosphorus flashed in her seaweed hair. I looked again, and my mother wasn't there. A voice came echoing out of the night. To hell! With the keeper of the Eddystone Light. Yo ho ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for a life on the rolling sea. She is an albatross. Yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. If you call her enough, I think she will come. All right, uh, this is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. 
Uh, CJ's in the studio with me. We got Vinny Two Tanks, Jerry the Diver Guy, Mark the Shark connected via the web as part of the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad. Uh, but now we do have the dive god himself, Neil Watson, who has been uh, marooned on an island down in Fort Lauderdale. Not by choice, but uh, I don't know. Has the water receded around your abode down there, uh, Neil, or what? What do you think? Well, well, Gregory, it's always better down where it's wetter and right in your house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as long as it's not your house. Yeah. Yeah. Neil. No, it, I, it's, it's amazing. Like I say, it's... Uh, I, I've lived in this house 35 years and never seen anything like it. Um, hurricanes, nothing, nothing like that. Well, they say it's it's the thousand year flood. Of course, if it's a thousand year flood and my house didn't flood, I don't know why I still have to have flood insurance on my house. Well, I guess there's that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's it, it's something. I couldn't get out. Uh, my house didn't flood. My driveway I had standing water. But the houses in front of me, both of them had over a foot of water on them. Wow. Um, the streets were flooded. I, I, I couldn't get anywhere. And when I finally got out this morning, I mean, I went maybe a quarter of a mile to a restaurant, and there had to be 20 or 30 cars just in the street. I mean, just abandoned. And it, wow. You know, flooded. There must be hundreds, if not thousands of cars and still, a lot of the streets are still flooded. How about that? Well, uh, I'm glad at least the house wasn't flooded. And, you know, I know you weren't worried. Being a dive god, I mean, you know, a little bit of water doesn't bother him. Uh, it's not a big thing. I mean, you you probably would have just free-dived out of there. You wouldn't even broke your gear out if you had well, to, I, right? I was, I was upstairs with my snorkel gear. Yeah, okay. Just to be <laughs> safe. Uh, make yeah. it easier, right? Yeah, Gomez Hilton, uh, just down the road from uh, the Watson Weston, uh, didn't sustain, sustain any uh, damage either. However, he did have a plumbing problem, but we're not sure if that had to do with the Easter Eel getting uh, stuck in uh, his plumbing. That could have been a different thing. But you didn't have any issues like that either, though, right? No. Okay, good. No. That's good to go. That's good to know. All right. Well, uh, you know, we're talking about this story, Neil. Of these guys who went down 150 feet, they actually we looked at is New Zealand. They were diving in New Zealand at a wreck site, and they they were doing a big technical dive and went went down. They went down the descent line. Yeah, you know, they were supposed to stop at 150 feet, and then they were going to cruise around this wreck. But one of the guys they think got narked and just kept going, and they lost him, and uh, that was the end of him. But I was like, wow, I've never heard of. A situation where someone got so narked that they, you know, did something that would lead uh, to their demise like that. Now, I've heard other other things like oxygen toxicity and that kind of stuff. And that could have come into play here, too, possibly, actually. But but they actually say in the story, it was they, they think he just got so narked he didn't realize what he was doing. And as opposed to doing something innocent like, you know, disrobing and, and channeling naked scuba boy or trying to give his octopus to a fish. You know, it led to his uh, demise, and I'd never heard of something that extreme. Vinny Two Tanks mentioned your world record of having the deepest uh, dive on air, 437 feet, uh, back in the day, and you've told this story before, but when you went down that deep, you were beyond narcosis. You were beyond oxygen toxicity, and you even say you kind of had, like, what, a near-death experience, or how would you describe it? I had many of them, but back to this hundred number one hundred and fifty feet is um is pretty shallow 
Right. To have that problem. Were they on a wall? Were they how deep? Were they were they diving? Well, know? like I said, they were doing some technical stuff on a rack, and they were, the plan right. I think was to go down to 150 feet, and then they were going to go check out this rack that was at that depth or something, or check out you know the level. But obviously, it went much deeper, and he just kept going uh, because he had, they said he he got narked. So that that's that's based, that's really not that that rare. Really, um, I, I I've had many many instances, you know, wall diving, and when you when you get narked, you'll get you you'll get focused on something. I'd I'd have divers like at 140, 150 feet. Yeah, they look at the depth gauge and suddenly just are staring at their depth gauge, sinking, and I'd grab them at two hundred, two and a quarter. They had no idea they were at that depth, and and bring them up. Wow. That that and of course any exertion it I, I could do a two hundred and fifty foot dive and not get that narked if I was controlling my, my breathing mm-hmm. and my and not exerting myself. Yet at hundred and sixty or seventy feet you could you could exert yourself, swim real hard for say maybe just fifty feet and suddenly you, your head is spinning, you don't know where you're at. Mm. Yeah, that's that's and and cold water, of course, is worse than than warm water for yeah. narcosis. So that's, okay. that's not that's not surprising. Well, I mean, yeah, and if you don't have someone like the dive god looking out for you, they can uh, keep you out of trouble. I mean, in this case, you know, the other guys were they saw him going down, and he, they said he just <clears throat> disappeared into the dark, and they was like, I, "We can't go down. If we go down any farther, we're we're not going to get back ourselves." So they let it. You know, they they didn't know what to do other than get back to the surface and call the authorities. So, uh, but yeah, I don't do that kind of deep diving like Neil and yeah, Walt used to do that quite a bit. I mean, I remember being on the boat one one day with Neil and Walt, and they go, "Hey, Greg, we're going to bounce down to two twenty five. Want to go?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> but uh, but I guess if you do that, you might see a little bit more of those type of uh, you know narcosis events. Is that the case, Neil, or what do you think? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and and when you went down to four hundred thirty seven feet, how would you? Uh, you've d- said this on the air before, but how do you describe that feeling when you grab the sand or flag that you had to take back up to the surface to verify the record? I had attached a clip on a line, mm-hmm. and I had no idea. Number one, beyond beyond three hundred feet, you don't even know you're in the water. Yeah, the air is so thick, you're breathing. With, 15 times the volume of air and it's almost like ingesting a liquid and and you're you're so narked you have no no idea you're even in the water Hmm. and then from 300 feet to 437 you're breathing a compounding hallucinogenic the nitrogen narcosis plus uh, a toxic gas the oxygen is poisonous beyond 300 feet so at the you know i mean i did this in 1968 Back in the infancy of diving, the Navy was was uh, getting information from me, you know, researching narcosis. Um, to, to break that record now would be absolutely insanity. Right. You know, I knew I could break 400 feet. To break it now is probably a 1 in 10 chance of surviving, and you'd only get criticized for breaking it anyhow. So, as a matter of fact, so many people died trying to break that record over over dozens that I know of. Guinness 
actually took it out of the books. There are certain records that become so dangerous they don't want to, to have the record listed as an incentive for people to try it. Yeah, because, uh, well, you'll die, and that's never a good thing. All right, more coming up. Stay close. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Yeah, you know, Neil Watson, I mean, he, he uh, has done some literally superhuman feats. You know, having the deepest dive on air, 437 feet in 1968. That was before we knew better. And then, uh, you know, literally like eight people died trying to break that record. And that's why Guinness quit. Uh, recognizing that record, but he still holds it to this day. Hashtag legend. Mm-hmm. I put him at elite athlete level and beyond. Right. Yeah. He he uh is compared. Uh, you know, uh, his narcosis feeling when he did that depth. He didn't say it on when we just spoke to him, but he said this before that he he feels he had a near death experience when he was down there. That he's I think I might have been dead for a few seconds. I don't know. <laughs> You know, he was he was so far out of it. You know, and it, anything's well, possible. Yeah. Well, obviously, it, it, he's right about that because six guys bit the dust, and he did, well, he made it. I actually it was eight or it's, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. That's, so I mean, that's mind boggling. He, it he is. was able to, of all those people. He's mm-hmm. the only able. You know, he figured it out. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he figured it out or if or he outlasted it. He was just lucky, and uh, you know, he had the body physiology. Uh, was uh, you know, he he just had, luck. yeah, yeah, had luck. He uh, he just happened to be less susceptible to, you know, the problems associated with all that uh, oxygen and nitrogen and all that. All I know mess. is he's a god. I, I'm well, that's right. That's why he's the dive god. I mean, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, don't try this at home. We admire him. We don't want to <laughs> I mean, be him. Uh, I have because, to repeat it again. Six guys bit the dust. I can't believe eight. it. But, uh, Wait, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. No, I mean the thing is, uh, and Neil uh, is—he's uh, a unicorn in that sense. I think I, you know, if you look at him, uh, all the videos from back in the day too. I mean, he was like—I mean, he was like a professional athlete. Just well, there wasn't an ounce of fat on him. He has—he has that record for the longest underwater scuba trip, right? Sixty-six <laughs> miles on scuba. Yeah. yeah. No, right. that's amazing. And that still holds to this day. Now, that that's a record that somebody could attempt to break. And, and they actually, last time I heard uh, this, they, they made an attempt, uh, I want to say about 10 years ago, 
And the guy thought for sure he was going to be able to do it. And I've always thought, honestly, somebody might come around and try to go for that. And because, you know, in, in one sense, I mean, 66 miles is insane. But on the other side of the coin, like, okay, if you had all the controls in place, could you do that? Or, you know, could someone who was really into trying to break a record, would that be a cool one to attempt? Well, yeah, it probably would be. But I think it's one of those that sound much easier than it really is. Just like the people that were, you know, swimming on the surface from like Key West to Cuba. You know, that lady did it, took her like five times. And finally she did it and it about killed herself uh, doing it. But, uh, and then even then when she finally did it, there was some controversy on whether or not she actually really did. So you take that and multiply it with the uh, complication of switching scuba tanks underwater and all this stuff that Neil had to do. Uh, I mean, he, I, I would never do it just because I've heard Neil's uh, shrinkage story so many times because after 66 miles underwater, uh, shrinkage becomes a real problem. You get hypothermia, even if you're in tropical warm, you know, 80 degree water, water, you know, and uh, that instantly turned me off the whole uh, attempt. So I, you know, not that I'd have a shot at it at all. I might get eight feet. Yeah, but you have a heated rash guard. And that would be cheating. You can't. Well, like, actually, oh. you know what? You could do that. You could use a heated rash guard. I don't, I don't think yeah. it would just be. Just put an asterisk on your uh, name if you break the record. No. Yeah, but no. he used a rash guard. Yeah. No, I, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think that part would matter. I, I, I just think it did, you know, just swimming underwater for 66 miles. Yeah, yeah I don't think so either. Just, just the, the uh, distance would do it. Hell, yeah. I don't even want to walk a mile. <laughs> do you know where he did that was it like in the gulf stream someplace or where yeah, did he, where it did was he uh it was from like west palm to south florida or something i forget off the top of my head but it was somewhere on the east coast of florida mark the shark so yeah but he you know he did those things back in the day but like i said he, if you go back and look at the videos i mean neil i mean he's still for his age today he's uh in the best oh, shape but back then it was Jesus like oh my dead. gosh he's like you'd think he was a special forces guy or now, something. he did this what in the late 60s early 70s yes most of these mm-hmm. yeah and then he, he was has a that, marine greg that well that well exactly i'm yeah. sure he was in yeah. top physical shape he was I mean, he, there's no question he was tip top yeah uh, uh definitely and then you know he also had the record for breaking the most uh, uh, blocks of concrete while they were on fire with his forehead. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that was just for fun. No, oh, I don't I think so. Serious. No, I am absolutely serious. And really? I think he probably yes. did that one first, which led to him, you know, going, oh, well, I'll, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do it. And he's got the gyrocopter one, too. He has the gyrocopter, wrong. right, where he flew from Florida to the Bahamas. And a gyrocopter as well. So he is, I think he might have another one or two. He too, is the most interesting man in the world. He, well, he is the dive god, and we're lucky to have him as a friend uh, for sure. But, you know, I, I admire everything that Neil has done. Uh, it's, it's remarkable, but I sure as hell don't want to do them. Perhaps his most <laughs> impressive feat is putting up with the likes of us. Yeah. I mean, that, well, wow. Put that in the record one. book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that would be a record. Uh, <laughs> well, once again, he's the dive god. He he's can probably got the anything. record for the most scuba radio appearances. I, actually, I think as that, a guest. I, he has a record for being the first one. Well, right? he's not the first one. The first guest on scuba radio oh. was, who do you think? Captain Slate. Okay, what do you think, Jerry? Slate. Okay. Mark the Shark, you, take, you want to take yeah, a I'd stab at Slate. All Slate. right. Now, Vinny, what do you think? Who was our first guest? I thought it was... 
I don't know. I was trying to give you a hint. <laughs> Charo. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was Captain Slate. Uh, oh, okay. He was the first guest. And the reason was because, you know, back when we started Scuba Radio 26 years ago. He was the only one that picked up the phone. No, He's the only no. one drunk out of his mind? No, you know, Skin Diver Magazine was uh, very popular then. And, oh, yeah. you know, like every other diver at the time, I was thumbing through the magazine. I'd see this guy, you know, with the that uh, iconic picture of him uh, having a ballyhoo in his, in his teeth and a yep. barracuda coming and, and eating it out of his out of his mouth and i'm like whoa was that, uh, who was is this Frazier that Frazier that took that picture i have no idea but whatever ad they remember. used and uh skin diver and i saw that i was like this guy's insane and then you know i thought he would be the yeah. perfect guest and so like i reached out He's and, still a good guest yeah and uh you know the rest is history but that's why i uh reached out to captain slate to be our first guest and then he reached out or mentioned uh, Neil Watson to me. He goes, oh, you think I'm good? You need to talk to this guy in Fort Lauderdale. We call him the dive god. And, you know, so that's what, uh, uh, how that evolved. So, so, yeah, Neil was like, he was in the first, uh, you know, five people that we had on Scuba Radio. I think Peter Hughes might have been in there, too. Uh, he, he told a story about killer whales. I, I remember some of this stuff vaguely. But, uh, but yeah, Neil was his big thing that he said the first time I, I interviewed him on Scuba Radio. He, he he talked about all these you know world records that he had, and I'm like, wow. I said, you you've really done nothing. I just made a smart ass joke, and he goes, yeah, well, you know, it keeps me off the streets at night. And I'm like, okay, this guy's one of us. And uh, lo and behold, here we are, 26 years later, and he still takes our calls. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe just uh, the pity. Page. He takes pity. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, that makes my that makes total sense. All right, he's well, a merciful dive god. Yes, he is. <laughs> he sets a good example for the rest of us, no doubt about it. All right, he's that'll tough. do it for this week. Till next time. Remember, it's always better. Where gang? Down where it's wetter. Safe diving, everyone. Stay in the know. If you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Let's go. Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba Radio. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go. The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They're not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com. <laughs>